Amen. Praise God. Thank you for your faithfulness to the house of the Lord. Amen. So glad to have each and every one of you here. Amen. Thank you to those that are watching online. Amen. If you would, I'll be mindful of your time. If you would turn with me to Luke chapter 5. Very familiar passage of scripture. I want to preach to you tonight. I thank Pastor for this opportunity. This was supposed to happen last Sunday, but God. Amen, but God. People come up, Brother Lynn, I'm sorry you didn't get to preach. You ain't got to apologize to me. I'd rather God do that a million times over. Amen, because he could do more in five minutes than I could get up here and do in a lifetime. And I am thankful for what God has been doing in this place. Amen, I am thankful for what God has been doing in this place. Touching every heart. Amen. Luke chapter 5, we'll begin reading at verse 1. It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you a question. Will you trust after the toil? Will you trust after the toil? Father, we love you tonight. God, I thank you for your presence that is in this place. God, I pray that you would anoint, God, these lips of clay. God, to deliver this word that you have spoken into my heart this night. God, that you would help me, oh God, to give this word as you have spoken it. God, I pray that it would touch every heart and every soul in this place tonight. God, touch us, oh Lord. Let us trust you again. God, with everything inside of us. God, to lift hands and surrender to you. Oh God, knowing that you will provide, that you will redeem, that you will deliver and save as you've always done. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. And it is so. Praise God. You can be seated tonight. If I were to ask tonight by a show of hands, how many of us trust the Lord? How many of you feel comfortable enough to say, I, I trust the Lord tonight? 
I would hope that every hand in the building would be lifted to say, I trust the Lord. But let me be the devil's advocate for just a minute and ask you a question. Do we really trust the Lord? You know, it's on all of our dollars. In God we trust. But it's very evident that some of those people out there involved in that world do not trust in the Lord. We have people that down the road may claim that we trust in God. But do we really trust in God or do we believe in God? And in our minds, do we equate that with trusting in God? The Bible says, thou believest that there is one God. Well, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Believing is only part of this great equation. You see, to believe is to hold as an opinion, to consider to be true or honest. But to trust is an assured reliance on the character, on the ability, on the strength, and the truth of someone or something. Believing says, yes, I believe in Him, and I believe that He can, and I believe that He is able. But trust says, not only do I believe that, but I'm willing to put my life on the line. I'm willing to put my life down as a deductible, as collateral, to say, God, I will lay my own life down, God, because I trust you enough, God, to put my own self on the line. I've shared this with you before, but there was a man who was walking a tightrope over a canyon one day, and as he was walking across, the crowd was cheering, and, and they, they all clapped, and they were so excited for him. And so then he goes and gets a wheelbarrow full of bricks, and he begins to push that wheelbarrow full of bricks across that tight line across the canyon. And everybody's cheering for him, and they're excited. And he gets on the other side and dumps all of the bricks. And he said, now how many of you believe that I could put one of you in here and walk across this same tightrope over this canyon? And they all clapped and they all cheered. Yes, we believe you. We believe that you can do it. We believe that you're able. And he said, all right, who's willing to come get in? And the crowd got silent and the crowd got quiet because the reality was they believed that he could. But none of them were willing to trust Him enough to put their own lives on the line and say, okay, I'll do it. I'll step out. I'll be the one that's willing to lay it all down. I'll be the one to say, I don't just believe you, but I am going to trust you. God, I fear sometimes we believe in you. But God, we fall short of trusting you. We trust the banks even though they have failed us many of times. We've trust the same old restaurant that have disappointed us time and time again. And we keep going back, hoping that one day they're going to get it right. We've trusted friends and people and loved ones that were supposed to help us. But in the end, they only hurt us. But God, if we could ever really trust you, the one who has never failed, the one who has never let me down, the one who will never leave me nor forsake me, that's who we ought to be be trusting tonight that is who we ought to be giving everything to why would we not trust the one who has never 
failed. Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. Trust Him. Trust Him. I love our text. I love how this entire event plays out. You see the boats that Jesus is approaching and He wants to get on. The Bible tells us that the men had already gone out from them. It says they were over there cleaning their nets. What does that tell us? That tells us these guys were done for the night. If you ever worked at a store or a restaurant and it's 8.59 and it closes at 9 o'clock and you're in there washing dishes, you're in there sweeping and you're counting the register making sure all the money's there and then somebody is going to walk in at 8.59 when the store is closing. You're already a little frustrated. You're flustered because you're saying, don't you see I'm cleaning up? Don't you see I'm cleaning my nets? And you're just walking up onto my ship asking me to go out and to help you teach this lesson they're done they're calling it a day but Jesus climbs up on Simon's boat and asks him to thrust out a little and Jesus preaches and when he is done he looks over at Simon and says now launch out into the deep and let down your nets Say it with me. Plural. Let down your nets for a catch. You see, Jesus already knows what's coming. And He already knows that Simon Peter's net is not going to be enough. But He looks at Jesus while He's sitting there washing His net. And He says, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing I've been given everything I've got and I keep coming back with nothing we have done this over and over and over and Peter doesn't hold back and he says you know what I'm going to step out on a limb here and I'm going to speak on behalf of all of us and I'm going to say we have toiled all night I'm not throwing myself a pity party I've come to tell you master me and my brother and our friends and everyone involved we're tired we're weary because we've all been toiling we've all been up all night long we've all been fighting and we keep coming back with nothing now again I'm going to step out on a limb tonight and 2020 may have had something good to offer somebody in the building tonight but I can stand here and, and feel confident speaking for everyone that says this year has not been the year I thought it was going to be. We have toiled. We have fought against things we never thought we would have to face. We have seen things taking place we never imagined in our lifetime that we would have to do and try to grow accustomed to. But here we are. And we speak on behalf of everybody in the room when we say, Master... I know what you've been asking of me. I know what you've been calling me to. But Master, I want you to know we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. We've already tried this. We've already fished these waters. 
We've already gone out this night. And you hear me, we didn't just go fishing. Because if you've ever been fishing before, you know you don't always catch something every time you go. But he didn't say, Master, we've been fishing all night. He didn't say we were out there having a good time and even though we didn't catch anything, me and my buddies were still having a good time out there on the water. No, he said, we have toiled all night. This was beyond just fishing. Because you see, he said, I speak for all of us and I say we've toiled all night. You go reading other translations and you know they make that word toiled really cute. And just kind of passive. Oh, they were tired. They spent the night fishing, you know. But when you really get down to the true meaning of the word, the reality is that word is so much more. And those other translations don't do it justice. But Peter lets him know, Master, we've told all night and taken nothing. What he was saying in there, that word toil means to grow weary, to get tired exhausted with toil or burdened with grief to labor with wearisome effort he was saying i did not just fish last night i worked my fingers to the bone i I was untangling nets all night i was rowing i was fishing i was wiping sweat off of my brow i was tired and i'm weary and i'm weak and i just want you to know god that what you're asking me to do is very difficult because i've been toiling and i've been working with a wearisome effort i'm overwhelmed And I have nothing to show for it. It'd be one thing if I told all night and came back with a bunch of fish. But I've done that and I've come back with nothing. You see, it'd be easy to trust Him if that night before they had been hauling in fish all night long in their toil. And Jesus says, hey, why don't you go out and throw your nets in one more time? Peter look at him and say, well, that's a piece of cake. I've been doing this all night. I know right where they are. It's easy to trust God when everything's been going right for you every time you've been throwing in. When every time you get down to pray, God answers it right then and right there. When when you get down and you make a phone call and your son and your daughter says, well, I'll be at church on Sunday. That's when it's easy to trust God. But what about when you've been praying for months? What about when you've been laboring for years? What about when you've been fasting for days and you're coming back with nothing Come on, Peter. Can you trust after the toil? Can you trust him even when you're weary? Can you trust him even when you are weak? You can trust him after the toil. Brother Tenney said you can trust God even when you can't trace God. You trust him when there's $3,000 in the bank account. You can trust him when there's $3 in the bank account. If you can trust Him with a low-grade fever, then you can trust Him when you hear those words, uncurable. You hear me, our God is no respecter of person, and there is nothing too great or too small for our God. You can take God at His word. If He tells you to throw the net, then you better get your net out and start throwing it. Start trusting Him. I know you've been toiling. I know you're weary. But trust Him. 
You can trust Him when you're triumphant. But can you trust Him when you've been toiling? Listen, He wasn't asking them to just get out there a little bit in that shallow water and drop their net in. That would have been easy. Peter would have probably said a great big thank you. But he said, no, I want you to launch us back out there to the deep. He asked them to go to the deep. Hear me. Your willingness to go to the deep also requires your trust to be put into action. Because you're tired. Because you're weary. Because you're about to go throw your nets back into that same water that has denied you all night long. That's trust. When you're willing to go out to the places that you've been before and you've, you've stepped out on that limb and said, Okay, God, here I go one more time. You're going back out to the same place you've tried all night long and have nothing to show for it. And I know how our minds work when we've done it a hundred times. We don't think anything's going to happen on 101 times. We say, well, I, I've done this all night. Tell me, Simon Peter, will you trust me? I know you're tired. I know that you're weary. I know that you're exhausted and you feel like you have nothing to show for your effort. But will you trust me one more time? Peter, I know you've thrown your net into these exact same waters, but I'm asking you one more time to let down your nets for a catch. And Simon says, oh God, I'm exhausted. I'm weary. I'm tired. I'm broken. I've done this all night long. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I will let down the net. I can't speak for my brother. I can't speak for those out in the pew. I can't speak for those in the other ship. But God, there's someone right here who has a net that when you ask me, will I trust you after the toil, I will stand up and say, I will let down the net. I can't speak for everyone else here tonight. Earlier I felt confident enough to say we've all toiled. I could speak to everybody that could say we're all tired. But I can't tell them to step out on faith with me. I can't make them trust you with me. But I will let down the net. I, if nobody else does, I will let down the net. If my brother won't do it, I will let down the net. If my sister won't do it, I will let down the net. If mom and dad won't do it, I will let down the net. If you're asking me if I will trust you after the toil, I will. I will. Notice what he says. I will let down the net. Singular. I know you ask for nets, God, but I can't speak for Andrew. I can't speak for James and John and Zebedee, but I have a net. And I can't speak. I know you ask for nets, God, and you've asked for this one and that one and that one and that one to come and be involved. But God, I don't have their nets. I've got my net. God, I'm willing. I'm willing to let down my net, but I can't speak for them. But I will, I will trust you. 
I will give you everything I've got. I will let down the net. You hear me tonight when Simon Peter said, I will. When he put his trust in God's word, those around him began to follow suit. His companions did not just agree to go shallow, but they also agreed to the deep. When he said, I will, they also said, I will too. If you're going, I'm going to go with you. Anthony, if you're going to step out, there's going to be some people that rally behind you and get with you and says, I'm going to do it too. I'm not going to let you worship alone. I'm not going to let you weep alone. The Bible says weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. If you will, they will. If you get passionate, they'll get passionate. If you begin to pray, they'll begin to pray. The Bible says that when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. And Peter and Andrew's net began to break. That's what it says, verse 6. And their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came. And they filled both of the ships so that they began to sink. God is asking for nets, but before there can be nets, there has to be a net. There has to be somebody else willing to step out and say, I will first. Before others come, there's got to be somebody else willing to say, I will let down the net but God knew what he was saying when he said, let down the nets, go cast your nets. Because God said, I already know what's coming, Bubba. And what you've got ain't going to cut it. You're going to need more than just you. And they're going to come right behind you. And they're going to be ready to help you. You hear me? It may be a lonely road sometimes. Stepping out, young people being the only one that dresses like you and acts like you and lives like you. But when you do it and you say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to obey your word. There's coming others behind you that says, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to walk that way too. I'm going to live that way too. You're not doing it alone. God's calling for all of our nets. He's telling us the prayers we've been praying aren't big enough what we've been throwing out is not big enough for what God wants to do in this hour he said it's going to take you and it's going to take you and it's going to take you it's going to take everybody getting on board and saying I will I will I will I will trust you after the toil The net you've been throwing ain't going to be big enough. He knows what's coming is greater than what we could have imagined. But it all starts when someone who's been toiling decides to start trusting and says, Oh God, if I will, you will. If I will throw in my net, you will fill it. If I get down on my knees and pray, you will answer. If I begin to fast, 
you will respond. God, if I knock, you said the door would be open unto me. You said if I seek, I would find. God, that is your word. If I will, you will. You said if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then you would hear from heaven and you would come and you would heal our land. God, if I will, you will. That is a promise from you. If I will trust you, you will perform. If I will obey, you will pour out a blessing so great I cannot contain it. If I will, I win. If I will, I win. I just wonder how many times James and John and Andrew and Zebedee's are sitting around and they're saying, well, I'm not planning on going fishing again. I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm worn out. But then Simon steps up and he says, I will. I will, at thy word, I will. And then all of a sudden, Andrew's over there and he said, well, well you're not doing it without me. You're not stepping out without me. And James and John and Zebedee are over there. What are they doing? They're going back out. What are they doing going back out there? Don't they know we've been trying this all 2020 and it hasn't worked? Don't they know nothing we've done has worked? What are they doing going out there? I'll tell you what they're doing. Somebody responded to the word of God. And they said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I will give you everything I've got. When you say, I will, they decide that they will. It may be you and you alone at first, but if you stand, there's going to be others that stand with you. Joshua chapter 24, he's telling them, you, you all can go serve those phony gods, the little G's, if you want to. You can go serve all the, the gods of your ancestors and your fathers, the ones that they used to worship. But as for me, I can't speak for everybody out here today, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I can't speak for you, Greater Life Church, but as for me, I will serve the Lord. As for me, I will let down my nets. As for me, I will not bow. As for me, I will stand on His Word and trust Him tonight. Simon's I will was about to rock their boat and God was about to rock their world. As great as their catch was, they were willing to leave all of that just to see what else God just might do. 1 Kings chapter 17, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, Elijah, said, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And she was going to fetch it. God had already commanded her and spoken a word to her about food. And she's thinking, Whew, I got by on that one. I've got water to spare. I just ain't got any food. I can go get the man some water because he's thirsty. 
But as long as he don't ask for food, we're okay. The Bible says that she began to walk away and fetch a little water. As she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. Oh, not now, God. Not now, God. This is mine and my baby's last meal. Oh, not now, God. She turns around and she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, not my God, thy God. You see, her God was not the God, for she was a pagan. She was in Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon. Zidon's king was Ethbaal, who was Jezebel's father. And here you have Elijah camping out in their own backyard in enemy territory, and God is sustaining him there. When God commands something to be, it doesn't matter where it is, I can trust him. When God says, you go to Zarephath, I've already commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. Elijah didn't say, hold on God, I know where that's at. I know where you're sending me. He said, okay God, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to trust you and I'm going to go to Zarephath. It doesn't matter how much turmoil I've been through, I can trust him. Right there in enemy territory, he can sustain me. Didn't the psalmist say he would prepare a table before me? in the very presence of mine enemies. But this widow says, as the Lord thy God liveth, she knows he's alive because he's already been dealing with her. And she said, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. She is doing exactly what Simon did. She's protesting. I know what you're asking of me. But before I do anything, I want you to know what I'm working with. I want you to know that I've tried this. And we've tried to make it through this famine. And I've tried to do everything I know to do. And I still don't have enough for me and my son to make it past this day. And I want you to know that before we do anything else. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth." And she went and did according to what? According to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord which he spake to Elijah. You want to know why it worked for her? Because she did what the word said. You want to know why it worked for Peter? Because he said nevertheless at thy word at thy word I will. The only way it's going to work is if your word is in it. The only way I'm going to make it out of this is if your word is in it. And so I will do 
according to the word of the Lord. He said, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. You see, we play out this story in our mind like Elijah shows up and God's like, okay, he's on the scene now. I better start moving. All right, here comes Elijah. Okay, widow woman, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need to work out all these details and fix all this. And we got to get all this set up in place. Oh, no. God said, I've already commanded her. I've already set all of that in motion. You just need to take me at my word. You see, in our minds, we think that Elijah gets there and it just all plays out. But God knew exactly what was going to happen and how it was all going to unfold. He was just willing to see if somebody was willing to take him at his word. If she was willing to obey the word of the Lord. And the reason that she could do that through Elijah is because God had already commanded her. God already had spoken to her. And when Elijah told her, that's when it hit hard. And she said, oh... Oh, I want you to know I, I, I've come protesting. His word was enough for Simon Peter, though. His word was enough for the prophet. And she believed Elijah's words because his words were also his words. You can take God at his word tonight. And the meal won't waste. And the oil won't fail. And the fish will come. And whatever you've been praying for is going to happen. Because you can take God at His word. If He told you it's going to be, then it's going to be. It doesn't matter how long you've been toiling. It doesn't matter how long you've been praying. It doesn't matter how weary you are. The fish will come. You can trust Him in the famine. You can trust Him when you're fishing. You can trust Him when you fail. You can trust Him when you're toiling. You can trust Him when you're triumphant. You can trust Him in the good and in the bad he's just wanting to know is there anybody in the house tonight that says I will will you trust him after the toil I will I will trust him I will take him at his word let's stand all over this house tonight in both instances there was protest but God still provided because he promised. I ask you tonight, will you trust after the toil? Oh, it's easy to trust God when everything's going your way and check after check keeps coming in and everything's rolling and, and everybody's coming to church and revival's happening and things are, are going good. But what about when you've toiled? What about when you're tired? What about when you've tried the same waters over and over and over again? It's not like God saying, we'll go test waters over there. Let, let's go somewhere different and try this out. No, He said, I want you to go right back where you failed. Because I'm going to show you, you can trust me. I'm going to show you that you can take your net. And I'm not only using your net... I'm about to do something that's going to change your lives forever. Because not only are you about to pull in more fish than you've ever dreamed of, but I'm about to give you a calling on your life. And I'm going to call you out to deeper places than this water. I'm about to make you fishers of men. I'm about to do something in your life. But it cannot happen until you say, I will. It cannot happen 
until you try one more time. Until you say, God, I've been praying. I've been sowing. I've been fasting. I've been getting on my knees every day, pounding the ground. Oh, I've got to have it. I've got to have you. I've got to have revival. And we keep throwing our net. And we keep throwing our net. And we've been disappointed by life. And we've been disappointed by this year. Because we keep coming back empty. And some of you are weary tonight. You were weary today and couldn't even respond to what God was doing. Because you are weary. Because you have toiled all night. You're weary. You're tired. You're weak. But God's saying, okay. The toiling's over. The toiling is over. Now will you trust me? When you're cleaning up, calling it quits, please don't throw in the towel. Throw in your net. Say, God, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm not giving in. I'm throwing in my net one more time. God, here it is. Here's my prayer one more time, God. Oh, here's my petition. Here's my fleece before you, God. One more time. And when you do it, something begins to happen. Something takes hold this time. Something begins to shift. And what you've been relying on no longer is working. And God's saying, that's not enough. What you've got is not enough. Call everybody you know and tell them to come help you. Tell them it's going to take everybody. It's going to take you and you and you. I ask you tonight, who's going to be the first one to step out and say, I will. I will. I'll respond. I'll trust you after the toil. I'll trust you again, God. I know I've done it time and time again. But here I am again on a Sunday night. Oh, I will let down the net. I will let down the net. According to thy word. At thy word. At thy word. God, whatever you ask of me tonight. I will do it. I will do it. Yes, Lord.